<laughs> well, hello there. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? I do, and don't call me rental store. It's hard to beat the ease of the modern era in streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your couch. But there was something truly special about heading to Blockbuster, walking down the aisles, picking out a movie by hand, and then leaving on a vacation and forgetting to return it by its due date. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte. Joining me as always, two dudes who you pray you don't have to seat next to you when they're walking down the aisle of a plane, like looking for their seat. Sean yeah. Pryor and AJ Vince, how the heck are you? Uh, Wide see, shoulders. Uh, very, very um, wide shoulders. Twenty-one F. Oh, don't, oh. don't, don't. Uh, this is this me. is me. This is me. This is me inside of you. <laughs> now, then you have the, then you, <laughs> then you have the dilemma of do you give them the butt or the crotch? The question of etiquette. That's the As question you pass, of etiquette. Do you give them the ass or the crotch? Ass or the crotch. Which apparently in the old days of Fight Club. There was a lot more room to get out in and out of your seat because yeah. that doesn't happen on planes nowadays. Not too much. I just, you know what? It, you would think it'd be courteous to give them the the crotch, just yeah. because there, yeah, I feel like there's less going on down there, unless there is something going on down there. I feel like if you've done everything you need to do, the crotch is more courteous. Yeah, mm, you've done everything you need to do, but by the time you've sat in an airport for a couple hours and then on a plane for a little while. Mm. That's true. It depends on where you're coming from. Is yeah. it the there's first no, plane you're getting on? Yeah. There's no difference of how close it is to that taint. So you're right. Gooch. Gooch. Ponch. That ponch. Ne- Neapolitan. Vanilla strip, strip of the Neapolitan. Yeah. You got it. Scrainus. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, boys, on today's episode, we discuss one of the most iconic parody spoofs mo- movies. Yeah. is a spoofs movie. Yeah. The highest earning comedy in box <laughs> office history at the time and the fourth highest grossing overall movie for 1980, a movie that is rarely available to watch on in-flight entertainment. We're, of course, talking about 1980s Airplane. Yeah. Well, damn dang it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another nostalgic journey to the past with the Confused Breakfast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy wherever you are in the world. Take it away, boys. Well, my friends, this was voted on by our Patreon members. Once a month, we do. We say you guys are the best of the best, the smartest people in the world, our favorite people in the world. We say vote on a movie. We give them five. Airplane won with 40% of the vote. We went all spoof movies, spruce spruce movies, all spruce movies. Uh, Airplane got 40%, Scary Movie 22%, Teen Movie 20%, Naked Gun 12%, Hot Shot 7%. Mm. Wow. I'm shocked by that. That's what I'm saying. I thought there was going to be some reverse in there, but I'll be honest with you. Not another teen movie would have been fun. Mm-hmm. Hot Shots. I'm waiting all, and I'm praying, guys. Pretty much all those guys. movies we got to get to. I can't wait. Scary movie. I can't fucking wait for that. Mm. Well, if you are new to this podcast, we're going to be reviewing airplanes scene by scene with a modern That's eye. Funny. But in order to do that properly, we got to talk about it with pure nostalgia. AJ, tell us the first time you saw the movie, what your thoughts were and your general rating as a child. Here's the thing. With all those movies, all those spoof movies that we talked about, this is borderline a Godfather movie to them. Yes. I mean, I think I'm not going to say it because I haven't done that deep of research for this particular thing but it's one of the first right i mean it's gotta be up there i mean obviously you got mel brooks and those types of movies that were happening some of them in the 70s but this when you talk about abrams and the zucker brothers you know this is 
I mean, this paved the road for a lot of the other movies in that list. Mel and, Brooks was more like satire. Yeah. And this is like straight up like ripping off another yeah. movie or like culture in itself yeah. as well. The definition of spoof. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, that's a great point. And uh, but this was a movie that I saw after watching stuff like Hot Shots. Yes. Watching those types of movies, um, watching a lot of uh, 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 Naked Gun. Yep. Spy Hard, a lot of Leslie Nielsen movies, right? Yeah. I mean, you just think about that, and um, and then you go back and you see this, and it, it's like, I didn't get it. It's like you go back and listen to somebody's first album after you've really liked their third one, and you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't think it's quite... It's not as good as these other ones. So I'm going to give this like... I'm going to like I, it was really hard for me to, as a kid to sit down and watch yeah, this. I agree. So I'm going to give it like a 5.2. Mm. 5.2 nostalgically for AJ. What about you, Sean? Yeah, this was a Comedy Central, TBS, TNT, whatever, uh, you know, kind of station that had this on. I would just watch it. So I would watch it in like parts. I, I think I've never like sat down to like watch Airplane all on itself. But what I when I did, I liked it a lot. It was just it was just uh like I I didn't get a lot of the things that they were uh joking about like uh, you know cuz of the culture of the time and in the, the uh early 80s and everything. But as I got older, it was it got a lot funnier. But to back then, I'd probably have to say I'm just a I'm going to give it a 5.8. 5.8. I think you guys nailed it. It's it was very funny and there are funny moments as a kid, but mm-hmm. but the the there's so many jokes that just it's there's so, so many. many. It's a barrage and you don't understand a lot of them cuz it is adult humor and it is the things they're parody. Like if if this movie came out today, we would love it cuz we would know everything that they're mm-hmm. parodying. Yeah. But like in the 80s they're like what the what the f-? this is a direct scene from this movie? I, I don't even heard of that mm-hmm. movie. So yeah, I'm just gonna give it up. I'm gonna give it a flat old six. I think we do have an executive producer, Starling, on the show today. He says I have two connections to this movie. Number one, a girl in the fifth grade said her aunt and uncle were extras. As a kid from the middle of nowhere, I was both fascinated and questioning how someone from rural ass North Carolina could have had that connection to L.A. But I always remembered her saying that and dreamed of the day I too could become. An extra. <laughs> and, he's, and he says, and did. We'll have to get into that. Nice. Oh. I need to know. Number two, there's one movie people are shocked I haven't seen, The Godfather. I haven't either, by the way. It's mm. fine. Well, you know, you'll get to it. Then there's the movie that I'm shocked I haven't seen, Airplane. Not only have I always been aware of it, but I probably the only person who listens to this podcast who also watched Robert Hayes on the ABC show Starman, a show based on a movie with the same name featuring Jeff Bridges about an alien with magic powers. That was catnip for an 11-year-old me. You say Starman? Starman. Yeah, I love that movie. John Carpenter. Yep. I knew that Leslie Nielsen was in this, though I always assumed he was the lead because everyone knew the line, don't call me Shirley. I would have guessed he was the pilot and Hayes was the co-pilot. This seems like a movie my family would have rented, but we probably took home Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol. Again, Starling, are we the same person? I think we are. I'm a big fat N.A. for this one, but now I'm about to buckle up, pray for no turbulence, and hope this is better than NBC in-flight entertainment. So with an N.A. for Starling, that's going to take us, guys. Nostalgia to a 5.67. 
That's pretty low. That is uh, going to be about bottom 10 of any movie we've ever done here wow. on this show. That is just below Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, just above Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> okay, wow. Is where we feel that is nostalgically. But Jeez. it's going to change. It's going to change because now we don't give a fuck about that segment. No, true. no, no. Now it's we true. talk modern day. And in order to get into our modern day ratings, Sean is going to hook us up with the details of the movie and all that jazz. Produced by John Davison, Jim Abrahams, and the Zuckers. Written by Hall or Hale Bartlett, Jim Abrahams, and David and Jerry Zucker. Cinematography by Joseph F. Byrock. Music by Maestro Elmer Bernstein. Directed by Jim Abrams, Abrahams, and uh, the Zucker Brothers. Cast: Robert Hayes, Julie Haggerty, Lloyd Bridges, Peter Graves, Stephen Stucker, Robert Stack, Lorna Patterson, James Hong, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Leslie Nielsen, and Otto. Hey. <laughs> Got credit for it. <laughs> the team: James Abrahams, Jerry Zucker, and David Zucker, known as Zaz, were writing and performing comedy bits for the stage at the Kentucky Fried Theater when they came up for the script for Airplane. They would record late-night TV programs and basically Mystery Science 3000 them uh, for their own enjoyment. But uh, when they saw the movie Zero Hour, which was kind of an accident that they recorded, in Jerry Zucker's words, it's a perfectly structured script, and in Abraham's words, the serious version of Airplane. The trio would finish the script but felt that the movie was so close to the original material that they would need the rights in order to avoid legal action. Buying the rights to Zero Hour... For $2,500, the <laughs> filmmakers were ready to make this film. However, nobody cared. <laughs> After meeting John Landis, the director encouraged the trio to make a movie based off of the sketches for Kentucky Fried Theater. And thus, the filmmakers made Kentucky Fried Movie, directed by John Landis. The process of making their first film would be a great learning experience. And what they learned was most important is that you want to, uh, if you want to make your movie good, it has to be directed by you. Avco Embassy was interested in the script and wanted to produce, but the film found its home thanks to Michael Eisner, who was the head of Paramount at the time. Paramount had two obligations for the team of Zaz. One was to shoot the film in color instead of black and white, as uh, the team wanted to. Thank you. And the other was that the film to take place on a jet airliner rather than a prop plane. <laughs> in exchange for this, uh, Zaz got their wish to cast all serious actors at the time instead for more overtly comedic ones. That decision would be the linchpin for the film and be what set it apart from most spoof comedies. Zaz wanted the primary cast to play every scene as straight as possible to enhance the ridiculousness of the situation. Leslie Nielsen in particular was itching for the chance to do more overt comedies and stretch that muscle. He would uh, play practical jokes on the cast, including his famous whoopee cushion gag. He was very famous for doing that, like on Conan and everything. Like, every talk show he ever went on is so fucking awesome. <laughs> Airplane was released on June 27th, 1980, and on a budget of $3.5 million, the film would make $171 million, making it the fourth highest grossing movie of 1980. The film would spawn one sequel, launch the careers of Zaz, and cement Leslie Nielsen as one of the kings of comedy. Did you read that too, Sean, about how apparently the Directors Guild of America would not allow them to have their three names as credit for oh, director. I, I knew about that. I didn't know that uh, for this movie. Though. Yeah. It just seems like it, why they, they were like, no, only one person can be the director. And they're like, well, no, all three of us do it. And they're like, well, we refuse. And they, they had to battle to just get their names allowed to be like, yeah, all three of these guys directed this yeah. movie. And finally they said, whatever the DG, I think they kind of, uh, overturned that. That might've been the linchpin it of overturning have. it because uh, I know, um, 
the guys who did uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once yep. is they're credited as two directors. So and they both won an Oscar each. You know, they're not just winning one Oscar for the directing job. Ugh, I'm an actor. <laughs> I tell the rules of acting. You can't, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. In well, my day, there was only one director. We don't know how. Like, who did what? <laughs> who did what? Yeah. Did you direct the actors? Did you place the camera wherever? I don't even know. Why don't you just be called director of photography? <laughs> Why don't you just be called director of cast? Why don't you just be called director? <laughs> Why don't you shut up? Just let us have our day. How about you're not directors, you're the makers. We don't have enough gold for your statues. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. okay. AJ is up next. AJ's got to get us into the world of airplane by hooking us up with reviews, ratings from critics and fans alike. What do you got, Age? The white zone is for <laughs> unloading and loading passengers only. The red zone is for the tomato meter. <laughs> Gross. I think that's your best one in, in <laughs> at right. least a couple months. Yeah, that's, uh, that's my favorite one. That's so. definitely top. <laughs> Not bad, huh? Uh, uh, well, guys, the tomato meter is going to tell us 97% wow. certified fresh for airplanes. So per the critics of any movie we've done. 15 to 20 movies are there, I'm going to guess. Not not that many, but that is tied. <laughs> that is the number two spot per the critics of any movie we've done. Wow. Tied with such likes as Big, Ghostbusters, Groundhog Day, Jaws, Back to the Future. Again, Big is one of the greatest movies of all time, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, and, just let that sink in. And it's it's Princess Bride is 98, right? Yeah. That's uh, the number I, one? I think that's our number one, yeah. That's number one, 98, I think. 98. The, the, we guys, we have a list of 129 movies here, and Princess Bride is the best. Yes. Per the critics. Per the critics. Just throwing it out there. There you go. That, uh, don't know what they're talking about. I mean, move it's on a to good the movie. I know. Move on to the people that know what they're talking the, about. The audience knows what they're talking about. They said 89% that for airplane. That feels more right. It seems a little <laughs> bit more accurate. I'm going to be honest with you. It does feel a little bit more accurate. And 7.7 .7 in IMDb land, though. Whoa. Which is huge. That is tied with The Princess Bride. Got to. Blazing Saddles. And Boondock Saints. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> 7.7, .7, guys. When you're talking about, like, ratings, <laughs> and you, you're you naming off Princess Bride, Blazing Saddles, and this movie, Airplane. and then, yeah. and then you fucking Boondock Saints. Dude, Boondock Saints is just like Fast and the Furious. It is like a ravenous, <laughs> ravenous following of people. We found that out. Yeah. We found that out online. It's very true. Ugh. Um, Peak out sales skyrocketed. Well, let's let's move on from Check that out factoid. Veritas tattoo. Veritas Aqu Aquarius or something like this. I don't know what it is. It's the time of Aquarius. Aquarius. AJ goes and gets I'm a, a Boondock Saints tattoo when it says Aquarius. Aquarius. <laughs> oh, is that your sign? And I got I got Tauros or whatever. Toro. <laughs> what? I don't know. What, the other I'm one. a Pisces. Yeah. For my. Yeah. <laughs> And I got cancer because that's kind of awkward. To be yeah. Wow, this is going well. That's what we're gonna call it. <laughs> that's what we're gonna call it. I got cancer. Braid, Brad, Braid, Brad Laidman. Nice name. It's a dope Fuck name, yeah, bro. Laidman from Film Threat gave this an eighty out of a hundred. He said, "If you get half the jokes flung your way." And laugh at half of those, you're still in much better shape than the very best episode of Three's Company. <laughs> if you truly study this movie and love it all, you probably haven't done much with your life, but at least you're smiling. Okay. 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 It was 80 out of 100. Okay. So okay, it was okay. a good review. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Now, not to be confused with Roger Ebert or Gene Siskel, this is Richard Schickel uh, from Time. <laughs> Richard <laughs> Schickel. Dick Schickel? You got him. Dick Schickel. Rather unfortunate name. That's okay. <laughs> he gave it a 90. Howdy, Dick Schickel. Howdy, Richard Schickel. Hi again, Dick. Schickel. Dick Schickel. Dick Schickel. Oh, no. Short Schickel and always to the left. That's right. Oh, he's kind of fickle. Uh, <laughs> Richard Schickel said, uh, Airplane is a splendidly tacky, total ta- totally tasteless, completely insignificant flight, a goony bird of a movie that looks as if it could never get off the ground, and then surprises and delights with its free-spirited aerobatics. Did you write that in 1947, <laughs> Schickel? I think he did. Goony bird. It's, ah, them goony birds. It, it's from <laughs> it's from Time Magazine, and nobody reads Time Magazine anymore. National Geographic. Yeah, yeah. No one, it's, it's the thing about Time Magazine is no one's got time. No one's it. got time to read it. Where's so. the boob pages? Yeah, where's the forums? <laughs> where's the sexy stories? Ooh, Dick, Dick Schickle's got a great forum in, in Maxim as well. Sounds great. I'd read and Dick Schickle column. He's got a great column in Hustler and Time Magazine. And a great column. Um, Aaron Hope is a fan. <laughs> Aaron Hope is a great... <laughs> is a fan of this four years ago. How are we doing, guys? We're great, man. Um, my dad showed me this movie, and I loved it. I'm 12 years old. <laughs> Hell yeah. That, that is the time to watch this movie. Wait, wait, wait. wait That's wait, the perfect wait. age for this movie. This, this is not a, like in the past, like said, my dad showed it to me when uh, I was 12. No, this is four years ago, who would be 16 now. Okay, cool. I'm 12 years I'm old. 12. Oh, I'm 12. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that. Oh, Show your kids 12, this movie at 12. 12. I'm, I'm 12. <laughs> this many. <laughs> I'm 12 years old and probably only liked it because I love 70s and 80s films. Who the fuck? Sean, Sean, reach out to him. (laughs) Reach out to him. I got your back, buddy. (laughs) Went on to say this. Let's watch Sorcerer together. (laughs) I'm an old soul. It's tough being in this new world with an old soul. (laughs) This technology. I'm sorry. Just keep going. As they write their... (laughs) By the way, AJ's segment gets longer and longer every week because we, we, do we don't let him do it. You guys don't let right, me shut talk. Up. My mic's going right here. Guys. Yeah, you're an old soul writing your review on Google. Uh, <laughs> What's go ogle? What's Google? Shut, shut up! Sorry. Sorry. Put your mic away. But a big fan of 70s and 80s films, but I found Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> and Monty Python and the Holy Grail a little funnier. But that's just because I grew up on those two movies. My whole 12 years. <laughs> but I give this movie a 9 out of 10. Nice. 35 people found that helpful. 35? 35. Hell yeah. Twice that person's age. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Duncan Spencer disagreed two years ago. He gave this a one star. He said, when this fir- film first came out, it was seen as a great comedy. And I thought it was pretty good, too. Fast forward 40 years, and it hasn't aged well. Jokes are very hit and miss, and if it wasn't for a few classic lines, I wouldn't bother. It was nice, in a way, to watch and wallow in the nostalgia, but there was disappointment as well. 
There was. So, mm. just want you guys to know. <laughs> Open it up. Open it up. <laughs> Open it up. Uh... Number this is a number one out of ten, guys. Uh, it is it is not a PG movie. More like an R. <laughs> uh, uh, R. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Said linked in two thousand. If you're looking for a good movie for your family with children, this one is not recommended. It is rated as PG, and I got. I got one for our Friday family movie night. It was terrible. The dirty language, violence, nudity, implicitly erotic made it, <laughs> made it unsuitable for any family. Did you just look and see, oh, PG, thank God. <laughs> like, what? You didn't do any other research? When was this? When did he post that? That was in 2000. Okay. June 17th, the year 2000. So... I mean, it is interesting that like the movies that were PG back when you know thirteen wasn't allowed yet, and right, uh, if they like when or if they should change those, you know what I mean? To yeah. like PG thirteen. That's or, a really good debate like, for today. Maybe maybe we should do that on a brunch episode. Oh, that would be a lot of fun. What Take, movies definitely should yeah. be PG thirteen? What, what we could change? Yeah, <laughs> should they or should they not be PG thirteen? <laughs> like I said, I like twelve that. years old is the perfect time to watch this movie. I, <laughs> yes, it is. I am implicit on that. I love. That. Are you kidding? So yeah. PG twelve. Yeah, there you go. There's Jello jigglers and booby jigglers. That's great. Mm-hmm. It's the best. It's mm-hmm. the best best thing for a twelve year old. Um, I got one more for you guys. Okay, uh, Roger, Roger. What's your vector, Victor? That's the name of this. Said uh, that was uh, the title of Fartman Two's uh, <laughs> review in 1999. People are gonna love this. He's like, "Fuck it, cracks knuckles." <laughs> this movie is an absolute classic. I couldn't stop laughing and can't wait for it to come out on DVD. It's so cool to quote the the movie with your friends and even with people you hardly know. Just saying, Roger, Roger, can start an entire conversation. <laughs> I would have to give this movie five stars and three thumbs up. Swing. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. 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 But you're on IMDb and you gave it five stars, so that means you didn't. That means, that means didn't you, go well. you liked it half as much. <laughs> yep, cool. So, thanks. There you go, guy. All right, thanks, AJ. Thanks, guys. Hey, don't you hate it when there's nothing on that you want to watch and the only thing that could cure your existential dread for the coming we- work week is the 2006 comedy classic The Shaggy Dog starring Tim Allen? But damn dang it. The <laughs> Shaggy Dog starring Tim Allen is only streaming on WatchDogsNowMaxFlix.com. The only exclusive dog movie streaming site, by the way. So you do the free seven-day trial and forget to cancel it after, after you watch The Shaggy Dog. Now you're paying $35 a month. For watchdogsnowmaxflix.com. And now you don't even need it. That's where Rocket Money comes in. Yes. Let me tell you. Thank Rocket you. Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills all in one place. Most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, when in reality, the number is closer to $200. When you're signed up for so many things like streaming services, you used to watch one show or free trials for delivery you don't use. It's so easy to lose track of what you're paying for. With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want just pre- just with the pre- press of one button. No more long hold times or annoying emails with customer service. Rocket Money does all the work for you. 
monitor expenses and uh, manage your finances. One thing I really like on there is that you can like kind of look at your net worth. It's yes. just, just kind of cool. Like you kind of look up celebrities and like, oh, they're worth like billions of dollars. What am I worth? That's fun. And it turns out it's like negative one dollar. That's kind of fun to <laughs> find out. Now stop paying for Watch Dogs and now MaxFlix.com just, just to watch the Shaggy Dog starring Tim Allen. Did you guys know that Robert Downey Jr. is in that as well? No, I didn't know that. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel <laughs> unwanted subscriptions and manage money the easy way by going to RocketMoney.com slash confused. That's RocketMoney.com slash confused. One more damn time. RocketMoney.com slash confused. And it's free. Well, my dudes, before we get started, I have a couple of questions for you. Have you ever been in a cockpit before? Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Do you like movies about gladiators? Have you ever hung around a gymnasium? Have you ever been in a Turkish prison? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I picked the wrong week to stop podcasting. Oh, Here we go. <laughs> So scene one, ex-fighter pilot Ted Stryker goes to the airport to catch his stewardess girlfriend who broke up with him. He tries to overcome his fear of flying by buying a plane ticket on her flight. However, once on board, Elaine continues to reject him. He reminisces about when they first met. Jaws intro. Can't <laughs> Dude, go wrong. Come on. You can't go wrong. Just like every, we'll get to every other thing in, about this, but like every like turn of phrase there is in, in in just talking in normal life, they turn into a joke or yes. like any like pop culture thing like this. It's like, oh, well, the wing of a plane kind of looks like a Jaws oh. or a shark fin. Yeah. Why not? Perfect. And and they, they just, we'll get into it as we go. They just go, that'd be funny. And then they're boom, they're on to the next thing. It's like the Zuckers and, well, Zaz uh, are just sitting, they're just, they were just friends <laughs> smoking pot and drinking in, in their basement. And they just had a notepad of, wouldn't this be funny? Yeah. Wouldn't this be funny? Wouldn't they were this like, be funny? Oh, we, we should have a podcast. But they didn't, <laughs> so they just wrote, the, wrote it down and made yes. actual art. They, they, <laughs> rude, but uh, okay. Uh, anyone can start a podcast. <laughs> anyone, it's, well, it's true. Uh, look at us the 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 one thing i have to say and that i it it needs to be said about all of their movies that they've ever made their their style of comedy is so defined as laugh a second laugh a second they do not care they are happy to let these jokes wash over you and almost overwhelm you to the point that like we are not stopping for you to laugh at this this is the opposite of having a laugh track in a sitcom. Yeah. It's the opposite. We will not give you time to think or laugh about this. I hope you miss the next joke because you're still laughing about that mm-hmm. one. And then you have to watch it again so you can laugh again about the one that you missed. That's how fast their comedy is. And I think it is one of the greatest examples of comedy in cinema. So that's it. Forbes magazine has an article that apparently shows this this London-based video service called Love Film went through a group of people and they watched like all the best comedies ever in the history of the world and they tried to rank them based on laughs per minute. Okay, sweet. Have you, have you heard this before? I love this. So what what movie do you think it has the most laughs per minute of mm. any of the most famous comedies of all time. What what time are we talking? Uh, anything. Our, like, I mean, I talked 70s through today. Man, <sighs> I don't know. Step Brothers has got to be up there. For um, me, at least. Step Brothers is not in the top 10. Damn, dude. 
I I'll give you one guess, age, and then we'll go through them. Caddyshack. Nope. Okay. Caddyshack not in the top. I mean, I mean, I'm gonna guess airplane. Airplane is number one. Number okay. one. They say there is three laughs per minute in this movie. Oh, gosh, and three I- gags, three jokes, three laughs per minute. They say that is there. A bit. A I bit, bet that's even underwhelming. I mean, yeah, I don't even know. Like, right? So that they're saying that that's the most of any movie they watched. Hangover is number two. Naked Gun is number yep. three. There Perfect. we go. Super Bad four. Amazing. Borat five. Anchorman six. American Pie seven. Bridesmaids eight. Shaun of the Dead nine. Nice. Life of Brian ten. Is, I could is, have that guessed, is what they're saying. I could have guessed. Six to seven of those movies. Isn't that I know nuts? I could have guessed them. And you, you're like, oh, three laughs a minute. That's not that much. That is a That's lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. And like, even as we'll see, they like you're saying, AJ. They will like kind of uh, run that one run one joke over with another, and yes. not even care what you're thinking. Like, no. you, you know, your your stamina for this has got to be so high. Yeah, and it does create watchability. But then also, they will they will set up a joke for a long time. Yes. Yep. And I think that's even cooler. Like, I think, you know, you, you do one joke or like the shit hits the fan. Boom. Shit hits the fan. You know, <laughs> Boom, that's funny. fucking <laughs> amazing. But then they set up something like the guitar bit later on. You yeah. Know? It's, it's a long setup for it. You know, I just I don't know. Yeah. It's they it's not just one type of yeah. uh, joke. It's 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 a plethora. It's Continue like the, on your conversation. <laughs> Keep going. OK, so it's like the red and white zone. <laughs> Uh, thing like I, de- I definitely never caught on to that at a younger age the the conversation going back and forth yeah and, right. and how you hear right. it it's it's being said in the same way and then eventually he goes the red zone is for unloading but the white zone's for and she goes no it's always been yeah and they keep going and those apparently those two were the actual voiceovers <laughs> at LAX <laughs> yeah. and they were married and they were married life. that's amazing <laughs> like, like they just th- to take that joke that could have been anyone but for, <laughs> but for the, are you doing it you timing it. <laughs> <laughs> but for them to literally go out and go, well, it's even funnier if we get the actual voices yeah. of the people, of anyone who's been at LAX would have been like, that's the fucking voices. It's, yeah, I think it's, it's hilarious. It's, it's true. genius. Yeah, it's, it, it, to notice that in a movie, it would be like, it just kind of immerses you into this yeah. too. And like even, we'll get, we'll get to more of like, because it's so brilliant, the casting of all these serious actors. <laughs> right? There you go. There's three minutes of laugh, guys. Yep. <laughs> or three, or three, three, three laughs, laughs a minute. minute. Three laughs a minute right Doesn't there. Doesn't seem like that much, but... You you get into yeah you get into movies with serious parts of it where there's not going to be any last for a while it's it's intense correct yeah. I mean and that's the thing is like you're always going to have and maybe maybe they have that as an average sure but at the same time you have to think like movies even comedies will have those long stretches of like I didn't want us to break up that's not what I was after yep. you know I love you this is what I want to do let's get married and this and that and it's like these long four or five minute scenes of yeah. like heartfelt you know getting back together in a drop dead comedy mm-hmm. and that's what you're talking about you know they don't let up in this movie I love I love his when the, the the people in the airport are trying to put flowers on everybody and and he comes in striker comes in and just takes off his jacket <laughs> i fucking just, love that so it's, it's just so it's just so great and like and i honestly i feel like they gave us a a great idea of how to deal with these people i think yeah. they just gave us a, a pamphlet tutorial on how to deal with them 
oh, would you like to make a donation to the Church of Relevancy? And you're just like, no, no, but thank you. And you just walk away. Like she does. Or you just give them, just give them something back and walk away. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the, the gag, the gags in this movie are just nonstop. You can't literally like, there's nothing to analyze in this movie as far as like, wow, I can't believe they did this and they did this. But yeah. it's, it's literally just how great and genius the jokes are and how dumb they are. Like the, the fucking Mayo clinic oh my that God. has mayonnaise <laughs> in the background. And then the, the perfect Sean, just the perfect setup, just like here, silver platter of the, yeah, ham, ham on five, hold the Mayo. Yeah. Ham on five, hold <laughs> You're like, Oh my God. Like it's, it's just, it's so bad that it's, it's hilarious. It's really dumb. It's so dumb. It's really, really dumb. But I, f- I mean, you that's know, that's why it's so smart. I don't, yeah, exactly. But exactly. you can do, you can try to make this and it will be terrible. Yeah. I don't know. It's maybe it's to what you were just talking about. It is the seriousness of the actors. If these are all comedic actors, like I don't know if this works. They're, Peter Graves is this pilot. Like that's him, right? Peter, yeah, Graves, Peter, Peter Graves, Graves is, yeah. uh, is over. Over. Yeah. Cla- yes. Clarence over. Clarence over. I mean, even that. Even just like writing their names. You know, I have to imagine like, oh, Clarence over. Like Clarence. Yeah. Okay, Clarence okay. and over. Like, come on, man. It's, it's right uh, on. But yeah, like the, the the seriousness of these actors is exactly what makes it perfect because they are straight razor serious. Yeah. And yeah. like nothing. It's the only way like, it works, man. I have to, I have to, they're doing this most stupidest shit on screen and saying the most ridiculous lines, but they are just stoic as fuck <laughs> about it. And it's, it, it's what makes this movie the best, man. Like and that is it. You, you have, you have what is the Mount Rushmore of this. And even, even with them being on, probably not even trying to do comedy after this, you obviously have Wesley Nielsen, it's, right? Who comes into this movie almost feels this like changed too his late. life. Yeah, it like, did change his life. It changed his career. I thought he was the main pilot. I agree yeah. with Starling. I was yeah. like, oh wait a minute, isn't isn't Leslie Nielsen in this? And, and then it feels there he like is. when he is revealed, it's like, oh, it's Leslie Nielsen. But like this was his first yes. time doing this shit. Yes. Which not to jump ahead, but yeah, the yeah. fact that when he is revealed, and it's like, I believe the man next to me is a doctor, and it's like, sir, I'm sorry to wake you, and he's wearing his stethoscope, <laughs> but but he's <laughs> staring directly <laughs> he's at her. Staring. I was waiting for him to hold it up to be like, excuse me, like just hold the end of it. Up. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. <laughs> even, dude, even the they're sitting in the cockpit and the fucking guy in the background lifts the hood of the airplane. <laughs> yeah. The smoking section ticket. The they're having they're having a uh, smoking or not smoking, smoking please. Smoking and then all of a sudden please. he gets the ticket and yeah. it's smoking. Yeah. <laughs> What the fuck? They it's don't, so dumb. They don't, it's so dumb. And and I love this. I think again, this comes back to in their honest, like their their comedy is so honest to themselves that they don't care if you laugh at it. They're and obviously you might they, not notice it. You they might don't not care. even gather it. Yeah, don't and even care. They're in the cockpit, like you were saying. They're having this like <laughs> like what seems like a real conversation to me. Now I've never been in that conversation, but they're talking about. Oh yeah, you know they got the storm. Well, if we go down to near Tulsa, then you know, then we're really gonna have this. And between sixteen hundred and twenty four hundred, you know, we're gonna have all this stuff. But all you see is that guy in the background lifting the hood of the plane, yes. doing something. The Get, charging of the credit char- card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he comes up to the side of the window and he's like, "Well, Roger, I was just catching up, Victor. Actually, that uh, we were going through, and he like charges the card like at, at his window. <laughs> he's like at uh, about sixteen hundred to twenty four hundred. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> even like boring, mundane, but also like kind of." Uh, also exposition going on yes yeah. and like stuff we need to know there's still shit going on in the background they're like what the fuck's going on over yep. there? you know it's just like any any serious moment we are just going to like say we're just going to put a fart joke over it, basically <laughs> you know i i just i think it's 
like I was going to say, uh, uh, I do want to I do want to say this because I, I think that there is this Mount Rushmore that exists in this movie that I don't know how often they really get put back together again. But when you have like Leslie Nielsen, um, uh, Pete, uh, Peter Ro- Ro- Robert Stack, Peter Graves, Lloyd and then Lloyd Bridges, who are serious actors. What was the show that Lloyd Bridges did beforehand? I'm not sure, um, but it was a it was like a deep sea uh, show, and he 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 did the. He did the voiceover. Sea Hunt. Sea Hunt. Mm. He and so th- and I found out about this. I found out about this because my dad was telling me during Hot Shots. He's like, he did yeah, Sea. Yeah, Hunt. He was at Hot Shots too, and me? yeah, and he was like, he was a very serious actor. He's actually a very like in shape, very serious kind of a guy. He's a badass, kind dude. of a badass, like almost Navy SEAL borderline kind of, or like what's the one guy, uh, uh, the guy who uh, he Jack Lalane, kind of the Jack okay. Lalane kind mm. of vibe. And you would hear about this guy, and he's doing these vo- voiceovers of Sea Hunt. And he's like, it was, it was 0900 hours, and we were going down in the he's deep. We knew voice. we were going to be doing this, and this is what we were going to be doing. Da, 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 da. And then you see him in this. <laughs> picked a hell, of a hell of a day to stop smoking. <laughs> and he stands in front of his own picture. He might be the most wacky of the group. Oh, my to be, God. Like, yes. You, you expect, because Leslie Nielsen is, even through Naked Gun and stuff, he is playing it pretty straight, even yes. like Frank Drebin. But uh, in this, like, he's very, very stoic. But even, like, Lloyd Bridges is, is you would think, be a little a little more stoic than anybody else no. because he is the, ca- or the, you know, the air traffic guy or whatever. But then... He is kind of like the more like even when he sniffs glue, it's just like he does the cross eyed. You know, yeah. like, that is more Mel Brooks me. Like yeah. he kind of skirts that, but still, man. Like even just like like here's your family. He's like, I want the dog in, or the kids in bed by this time, and I want the dog yeah. to be fed by this time. You dog know, fed by this. And, it's and, it's and tell that milkman no more cheese. <laughs> <laughs> His voice is great. What do you think, Jeff Bridges' dad? By the way, I mean we have to say that's it. Jeff Bridges' dad. Yeah. That's right. Whoa. Mind blown. How does that, like, does it, sometimes that's the stuff that just will never, ever register. Let me me. make sure. Isn't that crazy? Hold on. I got you right here. Do you really think so? Let's just double check this. Personal life. uh, Jeff Bridges. Bo Bridges, Jeff Bridges. Yeah. They're brothers. Yeah. Yeah. And that is their dad. And that's their dad. Wow. You know what? You look at like an older picture of him. You can can see see it. it. Yep. You can see it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I could see that. Oh, man. What do you guys think about Robert Hayes, who is Stryker? Um, you know, he's he's made out to be sort of the main character of this movie. And um, on this rewatch, like, I'm kind of noticing this is like, he doesn't really do it for me. You know, like he there are times when you're kind of like, mm, among all these other players, he's very much the weak link, I think, in this movie. I definitely agree with you. I think he does have his strong suits in certain scenes. Dude, the dance scene? The dance scene, oh, yeah. like like the Money. Pin, pinch me scene yes. is one of the funniest things in this movie to me. Like, I had to ask the guy next to me to pinch me. Like, just his rea- his face, like, <laughs> he never breaks eye contact with uh, uh, Elaine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Julie Haggerty. Yes. Yeah. Who yeah. is stunning in this movie, by the way. But yeah, Robert Hayes, yeah, I agree. It's rewatching this, I'm like, he definitely is the weakling, but I guess there's anybody that really could have played this part. Yeah, it's a weird part to play. And it made me think, like, I was kind of surprised he didn't go on to do a lot more, like, yeah. famous stuff, but I think maybe that's why. Maybe it just didn't. Maybe he just didn't have it. But I mean, there was that moment, too, when he's doing the recall and, and the shirt. He takes his shirt off in the club and throws it, but then it comes back and hits him and it like stays there yeah. for yeah. that that had to be a Breakfast Club lettuce moment. Like where that jacket <laughs> hit him and just kind of went 
And then it slid <laughs> off. It's like weird the it's way it's really <laughs> weird. They, there's no way they were like, come on, we got to get that jacket to like stick on stick him. to you. I, I watched this twice for this rewatch, and uh, I know the first time I noticed this ever was when he threw his hat, and it does come back and hit the hit the bartender. <laughs> they never give you an inch on this. Like, and and to to speak on Robert Hayes a little bit more, I think I think he doesn't have to necessarily because yeah. I think it's written so well for him that he can. In somehow, some way, shape, or form, in a movie like this, you 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 might still have to call someone the grounded one. Yes, and I think he gives us the ground that in an Kay. airplane movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we we had to. You have to have some sort of like grounding of like what feels a little normal You're of right. him chasing his love and also kind of being. He's a normal guy with a drinking problem. You're right. I, to- I totally agree with you. He like in in what's what's the movie uh, uh, that was based off this? Um, uh, Zero Hour. Zero Hour. I'm Have you ever sure watched it? I didn't, but I'm sure it's just like he's just the main character. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just the guy trying to get the girl back, and there's that's kind of it for those kind of characters. It is. Know? It is actually. It's hilarious because I came across Zero Hour on TV. <laughs> Um, when I was a kid, and I thought it was airplane. Oh, really? And the only thing that, like, I started putting it together, and you start looking at it, and you're like, you see the nun there's with a the guitar, for line, oh, line wow. for line. Yes. There's moments, nun, can I borrow your guitar? And yes. Like, like uh, with the child in the bed, that this child has to get to a place. That's definitely yeah. a big deal. They, they started off, Food they do it line for line and shot for shot of a scene on this movie. And then they take it to the next level. Then they just go off the rails. Yeah. Zucker, Zucker Abram style. And you're just like, okay, awesome. Yeah. But you watch, I literally thought I kept watching and waiting for like a laugh to hit me. And I was like, <laughs> this is, is kind of serious. They and are, I, I didn't finish it. They're playing <laughs> this very serious. Wow. Where's, Maybe it's because it's, in black and white was it was it was it, it wasn't black and white yeah well yeah it wasn't black and white and but that was the other thing that kind of gave it away i was like i don't remember airplane being in black and yeah. white is that this is this this the channel or something <laughs> you know what i mean like uh, it was really yeah. funny i but, do i do wish speaking of that i do wish that airplane would have been black and white i wish they uh, would have gotten that i don't know man you like know, that you don't agree? i don't know I, the, the times you've recently brought up black and white for certain movies, like you said, for Tombstone, and you said for um, another movie we did in the same. Well, it was, uh, Indiana Jones. Ah, Indiana Jones. Yeah, that that to me, I like the idea of that. But this, I don't know why in this movie it makes it more modern and spoof for me to be in color. Like I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I like it. It I wanted to feel like I am watching. I just stumbled upon this okay. movie from 1930, 40, or whatever. Cool. You know. Uh, yeah, and it's just ridiculous Man, this is wild. because, like, you know, obviously the that movie was in black and white. It just like a young Frankenstein kind of. Mm. Yes, like they that's insisted true. on that that's being true. black and white. Well, boys, today's episode sponsor is our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah, you know who loves DraftKings more than me now. My wife, she downloaded the app, used code CONFUSED to get her 200 bucks in bonus bets, and she lit it up. She went like six for eight in her first bets using that $200 bonus bet. Oh, my God. So her her little bank account's just loaded with money now. She's like, ooh, I like to, I really like gambling on college football. I like the over. (laughs) I'm like, well, you want the under if it's Big Ten. uh, (laughs) You can be like my wife now that football is back in full swing, and we have another epic week of games on tap. tap. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports 
betting partner of the NFL is hooking new customers up. You can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. I watched it happen with my wife. It was seamless. It was awesome. If you aren't a new customer, you can still get in on the action. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code CONFUSED to sign up. New customers can bet $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code CONFUSED. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right, so scene two, we get to meet some of the passengers on the plane as well as the crew. After the in-flight meal is served, many of the passengers fall sick, and Dr. Rumak, I can't, I don't know why that looks weird to me, Rumak? Rumak? I call him Rumak, yeah. Why does that look weird to me? Quickly discovers that the fish served during meal service gave the passengers food poisoning. We didn't talk about um, Stryker and him narrating his stories to people and how like how they're just like like this is the best thing to me as far as making fun of an airplane movie is yeah. getting stuck oh to next to this person. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. There's three different people. Three different part. people just want to kill themselves. <laughs> the one guy, the one guy just noticed it on the last rewatch. It was it wasn't the old lady and it wasn't like the Middle Eastern guy. It was the one in the middle. I can't remember. Uh, I can't. James Hong. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Exactly. James Hong. Yes. James Hong. He goes as it's zooming in on his face. He he's like, yeah. So me and my the time I met my wife, he goes, we were in the Peace Corps, and right as he says Peace Corps, he goes. He like rolls his eyes. <laughs> he, he didn't make a move until he said Peace Corps. He goes, oh my it's god, like, oh god, Peace Corps. One of my Jesus. favorites is the, is the old lady. <laughs> they're, they're up back and she's hung. <laughs> well, like I just her reaction, like the, the acting of her, she's like she's giving him like good advice. Yeah, she's yeah. Like, well, I'm sure it'll all work out. She's good and well breasted and everything. Yeah. Well, back <laughs> she's in the day. Perky tits. <laughs> what? Well, you, you have your niceties on a plane right right away, but then it's the moment where we all go. That was great. Anyway. Yeah. Hey, we're, we, headphones in. We we had our moment. We have our respect for each other. Hey. I'm going to put my headphones back. I'm going to go back to my book. <laughs> like, oh. it's when Midwest Nice, we are from the Midwest. Midwest yeah. Nice is too nice at that yeah. moment. It, whenever, I just flew, and all the flights I took that were from somewhere else to somewhere else, dead quiet on the plane. Nobody spoke. But, of course, the fucking flights in and out of Cedar Rapids, yes. Iowa, the whole flight, well, I got a son. Uh, his grand, he's a grandson now, and uh, they go to high school now. And it Sounds and like a just, gymnasium. They're literally talking as loud as they can for three straight hours. Because their ears are blown out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Midwest nice, and that is when it is too nice, you guys. Oh, Shut shit. up. I, the, yeah. We forgot to talk about the the translation of those black guys too. The, the jive talk is so fucking funny, dude. This is one of my favorite bits of the of the, of the movie. It was like, you, you know what they say: see your bra on the booty yak, lay him down and smack him in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> but the but the subtitle translation yes. is making it not. Nah. It's very very proper yeah. and white. Let's just say <laughs> it's it's so funny because I was reading. I was actually having a, a tough time coming up with. 
I like to go back to like kind of when reviews start flooding in in the on these websites for for movies, and you get to about halfway through around that like two thousand mark, two thousand four ish, and everyone's just like. This movie didn't age well, especially the part where the black guys are talking and they make fun of them because they're speaking almost like it's a different language. I'm like, get over it. Like, this is this is funny. Like, everyone's <laughs> laughing at this. Yeah. Like, don't don't get hung up. And their entire review is about this moment of the movie and doesn't say anything else about the movie. And you're just like, I, okay, I get it. But at the same time, then we also have then we have also who who is it um freaking Mrs. Beaver Clear Cleaver yes. yeah. comes in and also is, is stalking with it I'm just, uh, dude come on this can, is brilliant can you believe that that's Barbara Barbara Billingsley who played yeah. June Cleaver on Leave It to Beaver amazing the, what a cast to be like no dude we're getting June Cleaver to come in and be like excuse me Stuart I this speak jive yeah <laughs> well come in some flag yeah <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> No, and those two guys were apparently like best buddies, so like they they and, seem like it, man. And they they already kind of had that rapport and, and ability to speak jive. And I do, like, yeah. I, their performance is incredible. And and speaking of in, incredible performances of like people you didn't really expect, I guess Kareem Abdul-Jabbar oh my is God. fucking great in this. I know. What what's the reason for this casting? Just cause? Just it's kind of funny to just I don't put know, him. You in know, there? I guess like you know sports figures every once in a while. I guess like The Rock and shit just kind of want to. Well, OJ and want to break into oh, acting and shit, you know. But uh, I think he's great, especially in this cockpit scene where the uh, the little boy comes in. Was it Jimmy or yeah, Jimmy, uh, Joey, all, or something? Joey, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, well, and you, I I also think about this too. You know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I think he he had a lot of interest in acting. I mean, he you're talking about um, Enter the Dragon, mm-hmm. wasn't that? You know, yeah. um, and some other roles that he's he had done. Um, He's phenomenal he's in this role, awesome and he is so listen, listen funny. Here, <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's, he's like, listen, Joe. He's like, I think you're Joey. the best. I think you're the best. But my dad says you don't work hard enough on defense, and it's just like kind of p- picking him apart. He's like, I've been hearing that since I've been at UCLA. Do you know what it's like running 43 minutes up and down the court trying to guard? Yeah, bird? Dragon Walton. Dragon Walton. Like, like, <laughs> he is really great. And yeah, speaking of again, I guys, I didn't, I didn't put this together when I was younger. I didn't put this together. In most recent years, when I was on cruise ships watching Just Friends, but Julie Haggerty being Carol Brander in Just a Friend mm-hmm. is like, I didn't, I never saw that coming for yeah. some reason. Like, I didn't, I didn't know that she was the same person from Airplane when I saw Just Friends. Dude, Just Friends to to Airplane, like number one, Julie Haggerty, I think is yeah. one of our top, like definitely in our top five, like on screen moms. Um, yep. yep, you know, and and you're just like, oh man, and seeing her in this role. And like, where these comedic chops almost like originated? Yes. And she's able to take that. Be yourself. (laughs) Be yourself. Joyce. Joyce. (laughs) You're making snow angels. (laughs) (laughs) Well, dude, for her to say lines like "sit on your face and wiggle," Wiggle. (laughs) or or, "our new place has mirrors on the ceiling," you're like, like, what? Cute little bedroom (laughs) where the the master has has mirrors on the ceiling. It's fucking awesome. I've never wanted to been an inflatable autopilot more in my life. Just saying, Um, she (laughs) is not only amazing. Like, okay. First of all, the best spit take reaction in cinema history. 
Which when, scene? The when he's in the hospital bed. And oh yeah, she's. Uh, someone says something. He spits, and her just like. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> she just goes right back to talking. <laughs> hit in the face and immediately fucking, went back to talking. Fucking brilliant. Oh and, yeah. And secondly, she is incredibly gorgeous. Yeah. Yes. Like that. There's a little see-through white shirt that she. Had. Oh my god. Yeah. I was like, damn. You're like, wow. Yeah. Twelve-year-olds need to see this movie. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, and then there's tits later. I know. I know. <laughs> Dude, and you got to talk about the, the the brilliant writing on this, like the plays on on obvious issues. In my opinion, this is obvious issues with the English language, the, the plays on that, yes. about how things are intended differently than they are. Like the nervous, oh, yeah. yes. First time, no, I've been nervous lots of no, times. No, I've been nervous lots of times. <laughs> or the or the, the continued fucking oh, gag yeah. of when people go, headquarters, what is it? You know, it's well, it's a big building where generals meet, but General. that's not important that's right not now. That's not important right now. Gotcha. Hosp- yeah. What is it? Well, it's a little room where they uh, fly at the, the plane. Front of the, at the front of the plane. Hospital, what is it? Well, it's a big building with patients, but that's not important that's not right important now. Right now. Like that, that's just genius. Cause that, that is the interpretation of like, that's exactly what they're saying yeah. in the yeah. English language. Like hospital. What is it? Well, this is a hospital. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's the best. It's like, it's like how soon till we can land this plane? I can't say, no, you can tell me I'm a doctor. <laughs> you can't say, it's like, no, I'm saying I, I, I can't say I, it's Dude. like, give me two hours. Like, oh, can't you take a guess? It's like, I don't think I, maybe two hours. You can't take a guess. It's like, what is <laughs> you that, can't tell me in two hours. You can't, you're <laughs> gonna, you can't take a guess until two hours. That's no, I mean, is. we can't land for another two hours. <laughs> that, that might be my favorite it's so interaction good. of the movie. Cause it's, cause again, man, it's so straight. It's so, they're saying the most stupidest shit, and yeah. but they're just like so stoic about and it. And the, the, like the pause, like the, the, those acting choices of just the subtle pause when he goes, so he said, how soon can you land? He goes, I can't tell. You can tell me I'm a doctor. No, I mean, I'm just not sure. You're well, not. can you take a guess? Can you like, take it's just that, <laughs> mm, it's just perfect. It is. Maybe not for another two hours. You can't take a, a guess for another two hours? <laughs> no, I mean, we can't <laughs> land for two hours. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you're like, yeah, stop me. You, uh, Stop calling me Shirley or whatever. It's oh, yeah. the, it's the most famous gag from this. It's but it's still brilliant. Like sure, yeah. you can't be serious. Like it's just the turn of phrase that are, is just kind of normal, especially like within movies like this. You know, yeah. they would they would speak very proper like this in. Uh, I keep forgetting the original movie. Uh, uh, zero hour. Zero hour. They would they would. I'm sure there was lines exactly yes. like this, and they were they were you know the Zuckers and Abraham. Abraham. I, w- I want to say, say Abrams, Abrams, but it's, it's, it's Abraham. It's Abrams. It is Abrams. It's Abrams. Okay, uh, it's spelled Abraham. Yeah, it's the same thing. Okay. okay. Yeah. JJ. Like it's, it's like just it's just JJ. like JJ Abrams, but okay. it's different. It's Abrams. I believe yes. you. Um, but I gotta, I gotta like imagine them watching it and be like, "That's fucking stupid." Let's just, let's play on yeah, that. You that's know? really stupid. I want to talk about like their directing style too, because obviously with the Kentucky Fried movie, they were like the next movie we do, we want to direct. Like we have to in order to like get our kind of vibe across. Uh, I think it was Jim Abrams. Was, uh, yeah, Jim Abrams who was behind the camera the whole time. And then the Zuckers were just kind of like in quote unquote video village is what they call it. Just watching. And they would all kind of interact with the, with the uh, uh, actors on, on how to like timing and everything and, and like where to place wow. the camera. But it was mostly like Jim, Jim Abrams is like the camera movements and blocking. Gotcha. And then the Zuckers were all actors. I getcha. Okay. It, that, that shows through and that's why Zucker like, well, they, and they're, a, they're a team for so long. You know, but I, 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 it's Zucker, Zucker Brothers is, is synonymous, like with my, I don't know, memories of watching these types of movies as a kid, like from Hot Shots and all, all mm-hmm. the way back to this. 
the the lady where her, she keeps in her monologue questioning her husband's moves, like my husband <laughs> yeah. Jim never has a second cup of coffee at home. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was the the way that that meme, the man cheating meme, came along where the guys oh, yeah. is like she's probably thinking about another woman. Like that was the weird. I like he what what <laughs> what's the big deal of him having a second coffee? Like what was she thinking in her head? Oh, he's probably cheating on me. Was that something of the time? Was that like a commercial or something that they it were was? spoofing? What it, what was it, Craig? Do you know? It was like. Uh, Oh, like old, like oh dad, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Old coffee commercial. Okay. He never has a second cup of coffee. It's because it's so delicious. Yeah, yeah that because he's oh not drinking Folgers. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like stuff like that is still funny, yes. but it is dated. Yes. You know, it, because like if you're watching it for the first time, you're like, we were just wondering, you know, and Craig beautifully told us that it was just it was that commercial, but we weren't obviously born. There, there are a lot of things in this movie, like we said, where whatever they're spoofing, we don't even know what they're spoofing yeah. at this point. Like we don't it's funny, but I just don't know what, what it's referencing. Yeah. Right. To a degree it doesn't even matter at some point. Exactly. Like in this, like now knowing that it is funnier, but in, for me the fact that uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, the, the fact that that happens and it happens like maybe once or twice at other points of the movie that she does this. And, but there's really no payoff. Yes. Is hilarious to yeah. me. <laughs> she does it twice. And it's there's like, really why no are we, way. why are we? T- <laughs> what <laughs> happens after that? I don't know. Oh. Have you guys ever been on a plane where like singing has broken out before? No. Thank God. So. I've seen videos uh, where like people, like an entire group of people has, like, oh, we're part of this choir and we're going to New York and they've begun singing yeah. on an airplane. And this movie just made me shudder at the thought of it. <laughs> and then they're all clapping on one and three. I, oh, they're dude. clapping on one and three. Oh, I was like, shit, I, did, I would jump out of this plane. They're this not happening right They're now. not putting anything like on time as far as like the people nope. singing along or clapping or doing anything. Nothing matches up. It almost <laughs> it makes it it makes it funny, but almost worse. Yes. I don't know. It's it's. Ugh, it's, and, it's hard. And, and these are the moments where it's like, yeah, it's fun. That's funny. Yeah. But it's also like, it's not that funny. Yeah. Like right. This, it's, this, like the girl going, ah, like, it's like, eh, but it is one of those, not my humor, you know? Yeah, I agree. It is one of those examples, though, of the longer setup of yes. a joke where it's, you know, oh, can I borrow the guitar? But there's jokes inside of it. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That's fucking great. The, that noise of a guitar making <laughs> that <laughs> noise <laughs> is <laughs> also one of the funniest noises on earth. It's the guy at the party that's like, oh, let me get that guitar. Just like that happening. You could put that at any point of a movie, like somebody moves a guitar or something, just kind of tosses it and just goes, and that will make me laugh out loud. I swear to God. It's great. But it's it's one of those examples, as I was saying, like of the longer joke setup, where yeah. the joke is just she's gonna break the thing out of the that's the joke out of the little girls. But then, like I said, they still set it up and, and joke along with the setup. It's like the guy comes down from the ceiling, <laughs> like because everyone's like, oh. And then they go to the cockpit, Kareem Abdul and, <laughs> and Peter Graves are, are like, yes. And then the other guy, who's the who's the third guy? Victor, Vector. Vic, Victor, when he Vic, turns out he goes, <laughs> Victor <laughs> Murdoch. <laughs> So that might be the best face of the movie, man. <laughs> There's no need for this. Uh, it's like a you know, like a whatever, a sitcom, like, yeah, like sitcom intro. musical yeah, vibe thing. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so good. 
All right, let's move on to scene three. So the stewardess discovers that the entire flight crew, including Captain Clarence Over and Roger Murdoch, have all come down with food poisoning, leaving no one aboard to fly the plane. Elaine contacts the Chicago control tower and is instructed by tower supervisor Steve McCroskey to activate the airplane's autopilot. She realizes that Stryker is their only chance. This, oh. Ooh, yeah. here's a prop. I'm not quite sure. I, I hit the button because I want to give you guys a chance to pick your props. and Because okay. I have a couple. I have a couple. Do you know what you want? Mm. I might just go for it. I have one, but it's very obscure just now. Hit it. That just I actually Okay, want I want a copy of Modern Sperm Magazine. <laughs> uh, Captain Over's looking at porn before he gets on his flight. Very open porn. And, and there's. I just want to know what Modern Sperm Magazine Modern has sperm. to entail. I feel like that would be kind of kind of tied on the wall there. I have a few. A I know there's a lot things. of good ones. Can I? Can I go? go? I don't think you're gonna do. It. I want a group of things. I want all of the things that uh, Lloyd Bridges was supposed to quit. And okay. Picked a, picked a bad time to quit. So okay. cigarettes, alcohol, the like little, his flask, the cocaine, and then the glue. The glue. Yes. I want all That's those. That's a good one. Okay. Um, I. You are. You mentioned it earlier. Can I suggest a prop for you? You can. It's the um, photo of McCroskey smoking. Oh, yes, dude. that yes, the poster. Like because I feel like we could put that on our I, wall. I just, fantastic. I actually, I wanted, I was trying to find that as a shirt, to just that poster, dude, as a like on a shirt. Uh, and so, yes, that is the perfect one for for me. Yes, I want that poster we're of him find smoking. It. Neckbreaker tees. Get yeah. at us. Neckbreaker tees. That is a t-shirt. Make it right. I now. need that. I want that on a shirt, and I want the poster. Of Lloyd Bridges smoking that cigarette. That's the dude. one. You yeah. said it earlier. I was kind of like, are, yeah. you going, are you going for that? I just It slipped my mind, but I, I was. I was trying to find that as a t-shirt. Yep. Oh, can it's we, so good. Can we maybe bring this up now, too? Is there a punchable face in this movie? Maybe. Can I could I could do a collective. Um, okay. Hit it! If we were on a train to yes. go punch a face, yeah, I'm on Pretty obvious. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. It's all the people, all the religious people in the in the... Okay. Airport. I, I think if you want to narrow it down, it's the third guy. Third guy? Third guy at the beginning. It, they, they, they come one at a time, but the third guy, I think he's the one that gets it. Yeah. Because the fourth guy actually gets punched. Yeah, that's true. But the third guy doesn't ever seem to get his. Okay. And his face, maybe. But as a collective, yeah. yeah. You're just like, leave people alone. Yeah, leave us okay? alone. Just leave people alone. I don't want alone. a fucking flower. We're, we're, that, that it, has, it doesn't mean anything to me. I understand that it has this like semblance for you. <laughs> It doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. All right. Leave me alone. What am I going to do with that? It's going to get in my pocket. It's going to get crumpled up with some gum that I had to take out of my mouth because I needed a drink of water. Like, that's just going to happen to you, this little flower thing that you made, bro. You could argue maybe the the little boy, the kid that's like, can I come over and give you some coffee? He's dressed in a suit. Dude, again, what's the payoff here? <laughs> I don't know. Is it the, is it is the it line she fo- says? Is it, is it another Folgers commercial? Like what's going on with the car? Take it black like my men. It's I take it black like my men. Never revisit it. It's just nope. they wanted a little girl to say that. Like that's outrageous. That's all they wanted. <laughs> they just wanted her. I've always dreamt of having a movie where a little girl says this. It's like all right. Well, what? Well, you know and what? I'm kind of with you. His face is like oh no. <laughs> this happens all the time. Oh no. <laughs> I don't know. That was like a. I don't remember. I don't remember hearing that when I was younger. I was like, "Whoa!" It, it is. It is kind of true. That kid definitely seems like somebody I might want to punch. Like, kid, maybe in like ten years, yeah, let him yeah. grow up. He's gonna grow up to not be the nicest kid. Yeah, I don't think. like, yeah, I think you're right. He's gonna be like, it all goes back to that one time I was on a plane and I got rejected. Yeah, she owed me. 
She, <laughs> I brought her coffee, and I she didn't. I brought her coffee, and she, we didn't join the her, Mile High Club. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I got her coffee so we could, you know. I've hated women ever since. Ever since. Because didn't do the mile high club. Also, there's so much room on this plane, like, <laughs> even is. in between seats. You see the curtains? Yes. They, instead of the window shades, there were actual curtains yeah. on old planes. <laughs> I was like, wow. Man, old planes, they had it all and going the, on. And the overhead storage didn't actually have like a latch to it. It was just open. Yeah. And smoking or non, <sighs> that's badass. The smoking section. Just would you guys, would you sit in a smoking section? Fuck yeah, I'd smoke on a plane. No, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> what are you talking about? What? Why would you smoke? Smoke on a plane. Why not? Uh, you're you're in you're in like dude. It's like when we used to have smoking or non-smoking in restaurants. It's all fucking smoking. Yeah, there's no there's no the air is not separate. Yeah, there's so like, like vents and shit, but like they're not, not getting everything. We if if I'm on a plane where people are allowed to smoke, I'm just gonna smoke too. Mike Schulte stars and smokes on a plane. <laughs> dude, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Wouldn't you? I, 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 I don't love smoke. It. I, like, I, don't, I don't either. My other question. Awesome. My other question was going to be like if you guys knew that there was something wrong with the plane and there's a chance it might go down or like there's we need a pilot or some shit what would you do i would smoke my ass off Ooh, i would yeah. do I, I would probably smoke freak out like everyone them. is freaking out you know assume, <laughs> they freak out assume so crash great. position ah! <laughs> <laughs> elaine is just like <laughs> trying to talk to them like very very calmly and like, he's like oh, we're sorry for kind of the bumps that we're having as they're dragging peter graves down <laughs> yeah <the laughs> they're dragging all the oh, all if you the look pilots. out the right uh, you'll see the grand canyon, grand canyon. Oh. Just, by uh, the way does anybody on here know how to fly a plane <laughs> 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 the, the two like religious monk guys are my favorite when yeah. they freak out. The one guy gets Was on top on, of the chair. On top going, of yeah. <laughs> and that's when the, just the random parrotists. Yes. I know. Come it just comes screen. across. Why? Like, did she get credited at least? I hope, man. They were great. I think the H did. No, okay. No, that's fine. I like it. <laughs> there was a funny thing, too. You talked earlier about how they wanted it to be a propeller plane, like mm -hmm. the original, but then they said it's got to be a jet plane. You notice all the exteriors? Yes. Was propellers. <laughs> yeah. And when you're inside the plane, it sounds like fucking propellers are going the whole time. It's a jet plane. Yeah. I thought that was a nice little touch. Uh, FYI, the religious zealot, Jim Abrams plays religious zealot number six. Cool. One of them looks... In this. Familiar. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I like, like that. He, he plays one of the religious people. That's funny. <laughs> I just had to bring that up because I was like, I was like, it's one of the directors, but who is it? I can't remember if he was one of the monks or if he was just one of the religious people. But yep. it, he's he's one of the religious people. It's pretty great. Well, let's move on to scene four. So Stryker is convinced to fly the airplane, though he still feels his trauma will prevent him from landing the airplane safely. After hearing Stryker's name on the radio, McCroskey sends for Stryker's former commander, Captain Rex Kramer. To help talk him down. What is this small world that we're living in that like, oh yeah, I flew with Stryker. And like, <laughs> like you just, they're just from the same place. I like, yes, just that, like I, I, there's, there's hardly anything you can actually critique on this, but again, maybe that's just funny in itself. That it just so happens I, they got probably, his commander. It probably from, has to do with the original movie, zero right? Hour, yeah. oh, zero hour. Zero hour. Probably. Because right? probably, right. I mean, like, Go if you type it on YouTube. If you type in like zero hour airplane similarities, yeah. it will show you one scene and then the same scene and then one scene and then word for word sometimes. So they were pretty stuck on like we need to go the same plot line. Mm -hmm. So my guess is it's the exact same thing. God, that's funny. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty convenient, but like the, all those like serial stories that they would just you know want, we just we just need like it. Basically, movies back then were just like soap operas. Yeah, they just kind of shit them out, you know. And it's like we need it to be pretty convenient, so these guys uh, oh. they know each other. Yeah, we don't have time to give this backstory. Yeah, yeah. Okay. One of, one of the only gags that didn't really work for me was the the mirror gag with Robert Stack's character. You know how he's at home and he's getting dressed. And his wife's there, and he's like inside the mirror. So Craig oh, really I likes didn't it. Notice I don't that. know. It, it just it was like ah, huh. he, you know, steps right he he's like inside <laughs> he the mirror and steps the mirror. out. Yeah, that was just one for me. I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> if I had, I'm trying to critique this. Like, there's not many that don't work. Also, we've all been that guy that's gone to a house before where like the dog's going nuts. Yes, and the owner seems to not understand <laughs> that. Not you're like, care. you're like, can just. Just can you please? They're like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. Oh, again, get down, get down. Again, the seriousness of Robert Stack. Like, just like, come on, dude. He's on the ground getting yeah. attacked. <laughs> oh, it's fucking great. You're just getting mauled by this dog. Yeah. Shit, shit, shit. Come on, come on, <laughs> uh, come on. Like, when, and you got to talk about Robert Stack in this. Uh, he didn't start Unsolved Mysteries until 1987. 87. Oh, seven and that, years after. Yeah, that is like. You say Robert Stack, that to mm-hmm. me, that's what everybody goes yeah. to, right? So it's interesting to know what, what he was doing kind of prior to this sort of a, I think he was just doing some small stuff, but I don't think he was a huge name by any means, was he? No, I don't think so, really. I think he was just doing kind of like, you know, like Leslie Nielsen was doing roles of just like, oh, the, well, I'm doing the Underwater Sea movie mm-hmm. this time, or I'm doing the Space movie. I think they were all just kind of doing more or less B movies but serious movies, serious movies. But people knew knew of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, until this, like he he might be the most shocking to see doing this movie. Agreed. Because he is Whoa. Robert Stack, and I'd only see him as that. But yes. then to see him fucking flip over those dude, religious is that eyes, him? Yes. He's because really I was. It. I had to rewind and be like, did he just do all his own stunts yes. in this? Yes, he did. He flipped over that dude. <laughs> that dude, yeah. He's it, Robert Stack again. All these guys are actual badass. Yes, they are. <laughs> you know, like they are, they really all are, and they're. To to watch him go in and to be able to play these things off and to be able to he's doing as much straight face to be able to do a straight face with Lloyd Bridges doing what he's doing because Lloyd Bridges is start is going off the rails and getting even more insane yes. and crazy and everybody else is still like <laughs> in their zone at this point and, and like the the fact that they're he's he's just walking around. He is walking around like quick, quick segue from from Robert Stack. Lloyd Bridges is walking around this uh, uh, control office, essentially. And he's saying to people and he's like, oh, we just don't know how to land. He's not going to be able to do it. And then he just pans over and he's on the phone with him right in the same room. Yes, dude. And he's like, he's like, well, I don't see why we got any other choice. <laughs> he's like, he says, I want I want to make sure I clear all the runways, make sure no other, no other planes get up in the airway. And he's like, and then he goes to this guy and he's like, he's like, Halt all all outgoing meal service when it comes when it comes to LA LA. Turns to another guy, says, "You got that?" And then he goes to another guy, <laughs> the and they're conjoined, conjoined twins. <laughs> he tells them to do two different things. What the fuck? Like, this is so fast. It's so fast. It's so brilliant. And then you have Robert Stack walk in, takes off his first pair of sunglasses, <laughs> which is so stupid. It's so stupid. It's so good. Why? It's, it's uh, in Barbie. They did that like just recently. That is a joke in Barbie that oh, Ryan Gosling. Are performs. you kidding me, dude? It's so good. Like. That's that it that stuff that is the stuff that 
you take these literal moments and the dramatic points of other movies when somebody rips their sunglasses off. And CSI, have to, you know. CSI, that's right. You know, you oh have these my God. oh my God <laughs> moments. And to, to watch that happen, but not only once, but then twice for a smaller set of sunglasses underneath <laughs> these ones. And then he pulls them off again. As you know, I flew a striker. In the <laughs> oh man, I you, I can't get enough of that. No. I really can't. Even like his his uh, thing where he is first talking to Striker and he's he's like, this guy better know at least like what uh, how to fly. Do you know how to fly? And an air jetliner's like, I don't know how to fly an air jet. He's like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only plan I had. Uh, was that he'll know how to do it. A multi a multi engine jet. He's like, I've never flown anything like this. What are you kidding? He touched the plane. It's like no. We're shit out of luck. This is bullshit. (laughs) And I like, I like how they just like it makes no sense. Not modern days, it seems so hard to try to convince a studio to make a movie like this, where they're like, "Listen, we have all these gags that we're going to probably spend twelve. We're probably going to spend twelve hours of makeup, setup, lighting, and rehearsals, and everything to get this one second shot." Yeah, that we have to get yes. made evident by the vulture on the back of his seat. <laughs> you don't need that. You but they literally go, trainer. no, we have to get a yes. vulture for one second of screen time. So everybody thinks that they're going to die. Like you don't need it. But they said, no, we need it. Hey, let's get an obnoxious <laughs> green screen. So that way we can have this drive to the airport. <laughs> yeah. Look as stupid as possible. So that is rear projection. As yeah. A, that, yeah. There was a recent yes. episode that we were talking about. That, Correct. Yeah. Uh, like, you dual. guys, you guys explain. Can you imagine how bad duel would have been? Right. Right. And that's and I feel like this played on that joke of like, hey, perfectly. Let's 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 make fun of this is how people used to do this stuff. And you know what? We probably don't want to do actual driving anyways. Let's just throw some really obnoxious crap in there <laughs> and some very let's throw some very uh, interactive things like yes. hitting a guy on a bike and it flies over and back they into still the screen. Had to film that. They still had to do they still that. Had to film that. That wasn't stock footage. No, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> that point right there just makes it. It wasn't stock footage. They they shot more background rear projection footage so they just could have so somebody get hit God. by a bike. They could have just done just it. I didn't even think it. about it. They could have just done it and they didn't. They go, no, we want it to be rear projected. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> what is going on right now? And then after that, the car like speeds up, like it's going really fast. It's going just all over the place. Robert's just like, yeah, yeah. he's just calm as could be driving. It's just, oh. I never thought about that. We do. We before we move on to the last oh. scene, we got to consult uh, the Jarrett Layoff actor database. Okay. The only reason I'm including it on this one, because it's a lot of twos, a lot of twos. The second movie people have been in, in case you don't know what this is, we try to keep track of... Kareem's been in two. Yeah, we we try to keep track of all the actors that have been in in how many movies that we've done. So one person has been in three of our movies, and you'll never know. Who is it? No, I have to guess this. There's there's no way. I thought it was Julie Haggerty. No, she's been in two. She's only been in two now. Yeah. There's an actor named Robert Nevin who has been in three movies. He only has four total acting credits, He's been, and we've done three of them. Uh, he was the medical examiner in Jaws, and in this movie, he was listed as Other Doctor. I wasn't able to quite spot him, but he's credited as being Other Doctor in this movie, wow. and he was also in Raiders of the Lost Ark. The wow. Fo- the fourth movie that he was in that we have not done is The Dunwich Horror. 
Oh, yeah, I know. So, like, I feel like we kind of have to do it to complete this man's catalog. (laughs) That'd be amazing. But also, interestingly enough, yeah, Kareem and Robert Stack were both in basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so there you go. And and Julie Haggerty, so she was only in Just Just Friends? Just Friends, yeah. We haven't done anything else with her. She's amazing, man. I I think I'm going to break that. I think I'm going to find the casting of her. There you go. I'm going to work with you on this, Jared. I want her to be on our Rushmore. Like, I know. seriously. I know. We need to do an upcoming couple brunch episodes of, like, top five moms, yes. cinema yeah. moms, top five cinema dads. Yeah. I think that'd be awesome. Oh, 100%. That'd be rad. So, final scene, scene five. Thanks to Kramer's endless stream of advice, Stryker's able to overcome his fears and land the plane safely, despite the landing gear shearing off with only minor injuries to some passengers. Impressed by Stryker's display of courage, Elaine embraces him and kisses him, rekindling their relationship. I wish I, I was just on a plane about a week ago and I would have given anything for the air vents to put out as much air as they do in that scene <laughs> oh my for God, the old dude. couple. Because, uh, like, my God, it, like we were on a very hot runway and it was just like, these do not put out enough. Isn't that the worst? I wanted that so bad. Uh, what Like, that is maybe the worst thing when you do get onto a plane. There's always, at least in the beginning, especially when you're sitting on the tarmac, like when you are waiting for this to power up it's like for your ac for your car mm-hmm. you're, tr- you're just waiting for to get come going on. so the ac will kind of pick up come on and you're just like oh god you're like Does that if turn i just anymore? if i just try <laughs> to find the right direction <laughs> to where it really anymore. hits me on the i have face. to take off my hat it's blocking the. <laughs> that's what it's i was doing <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like i'm taking my hat off and then like there was a plane there was a plane ride that i was on and it was like uh it was air france or something <laughs> like that and it was an overnight flight, and I'm playing with this damn thing because it would just never, yep. ever get hot enough or, or cold enough. And I'm, like, waking up in the middle of the night sweating. <laughs> All I would want is just this monsoon wind. You were lucky enough like to actually plane. fall asleep on a plane, yeah. and then you were woken up by that's, your own woke up by my own <laughs> sweat. That itself is just hell. And <laughs> to be able to have this monsoon wind be put out like that happens to these monks, it's just, that would be great. Again, just the jokes that fly by. <laughs> just the jokes uh, that fly by, you know, like it's an entirely dip- different type of flying altogether. It's an entire diff- different, entirely different type of flying. Uh, like, altogether. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen and the, the oh, stewardess. You have to backtrack your own brain. You yeah, do, to man. Like, what? To get that one. They make you go back in time. To make sure you understand that. Oh, he said all together. Oh, I get it. Oh, I got God, it. Okay. okay. And then they repeat him. Like, Why the fuck did they? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's very, very It bad. is like, ugh, that joke. Yes. But it works so much. That's what I'm saying. It's such a, it's such a fine line in these spoof parody movies. Like, you're one, you're like one wrong acting move away from it just being a fucking Thou- nightmare. Great way to put it. Yes. Well, and it it it's happened already nowadays. Yes. Do you know how many how many spoof movies they tried to do straight to video? Stra- yeah, that are straight stupid. to video. All the that American are not Pie good. Yeah. Like, and you have you have um there was there was one that popped up on my on my radar for oh this is a streamable You'll thing. You'll love this. It says like it's it's like a forty year old version that knocked up uh oh, sarah yeah. marshall and you're like nah. and all, now all is into it like super together. bad yeah. 
Nah. And you're just like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. I've nah. ever like I watched the trailer. I'm like, they're I know what they're trying to do. But it's just not funny. Like a lot of the later scary movies tried Stan to do this. Helsing they tried to do like shit. superhero movie. They tried to do vampire movie. They tried to do this movie. Date movie. Date movie. Yeah. And you're like, it's not the same. You're not doing it. How do you realize that you're not doing it? It is just Pop culture references like Snooky, yeah. <laughs> and then that's why it's funny. Yeah, but it's, but, but it's, it's not. not. It's not at all. But like, it's not there was funny. no thought other than it's like, remember when that happened on MTV? Is it, it kind of like Sharknado where it's just like, oh, this is just a weird spectacle? You know, it's like, ha, 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 you know. I think Sharknado even like more puts more thought yeah, into it. To be honest, true. there's probably some production behind it. Yes, you know, like they know what they're doing. Yes, there's there's, there's they, they're doing that on purpose. Yes, right. When when you're when you're fully aware, but also you you have to be fully aware of like your source material, I think, and like, and that's what I think they did, and why I think this is such a great original rendition of a movie like this is because they are they're following their source material so damn closely, whether you know it or not, yep. and then utilizing that to build the comedy off of, rather than like what you were saying, Sean is like, hey, there's pop culture references we could uh, use, guys. Let's yeah. do that. Uh, That'll be funny, COVID. right? Well, no, they, I mean, to, I mean, you know, not not to even put it past them too. They wanted to uh, spoof a lot of commercials at the time. Like I know they kind of got away with the Folgers one, but uh, they had a whole segment of like they wanted to spoof a lot of the famous commercials nice. at the time, yeah. and the, I think. Paramount was like, no, don't do yeah, that. You're already kind of pushing it. Which I'm like, that's a great decision. It, was, it would yeah. have dated this so much more, yep. you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I, d- I definitely agree. It's it's uh it, it kind of a once in a lifetime thing, and you have to think about this in a certain way in order for it to work. You know, mm-hmm. you have to you have to have a minute by minute. You know, RPM or yeah. LPM. If it slows down at any point, you're kind of going to fall out of yes. this. Yes. Yeah. But this, I speaking of it, I, this is the part of the movie that starts to just not be as good for me. This final kind of act. Isn't that it, weird how it's kind of always like this during the movie? Yeah, like we've done everything and now, now we're just trying to wrap it up. I, I think it's for two reasons. I tried to figure out why. One is, or maybe three. One, they're trying to wrap it up. Like, yeah, we got to do an ending this. Two... Dude, Kareem, Peter Graves, yeah. they're fucking gone. They are they're gone. True. And, true. and I and I love them so much in this movie, both those characters, and they are just gone. Yep. Even the the third uh, guy in the cockpit, like you never see him. You don't even like know <laughs> Victor, what happens to Victor him. Victor Murdoch. <laughs> you have no clue what happens to him. And then three, I didn't really like. Um, I, okay, let me let me rephrase that. Uh, the guy that plays um, Johnny, the. Uh, Johnny's in the air traffic control. He's the real. Goofy. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Steven Stucker. Steven Stucker. Like I liked him at like for five ten minutes, yep. and then it they went they like why did he become a main character in this movie? He was know. just it was nonstop. It was just like la 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 like nah singing now, and it was funny. Like the whole part of this movie is that people come and go. Like, here's my funny thing, and now I'm gone. Yeah. But he stays around for way too long, and, and it, that, that adds to my end of the movie just going, mm. I agree with you. Yeah. I, he was almost going to be a kind of a punchable face to yeah. me where I'm just like, it's there's too much of it. Like, I, you're right. It is. The, the point of this movie is that it comes and goes, and it's like you have to realize it. You have to re- almost rewatch it, but then he is in the movie and like the, apparently, like all of these were like ad libbed as well. Like yeah, just made that, up. which makes no sense. It doesn't because this whole movie is very tightly scripted. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he's you know he has these moments though that it, it it we have to get something, 
we have to get something out of Lloyd Bridges when he decides to hand somebody and say, what do you make of this? And he says, yeah. well, I can make a hat. I can yeah. make a bonnet. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, that's fucking funny. I like that. that. And, and, you know, that's that's great. And these, it's it all plays off of itself very well. But there, you're right. There they, is a they, point they like, where it's they a like little... They go up to the top and he, like, mm-hmm. sings and dances his way mm-hmm. out of his... Rapunzel! Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. no, I don't like it that. It does get a little old, for sure. I don't know. I, I didn't have a problem with it <laughs> okay. because I'm like, by this point in I'm the movie... I'm nitpicking, by the way. No, sure, I know, nitpicking. I know. And that's what we're here to do. But at the same time, for me, it's like, you know what? It's true. This movie... We've also just sat through this and and totally bought into um, an inflatable autopilot. So, like at, at this point, you have to give a blowjob to. Yeah, yeah, that you have to give a blowjob to in order to do. Well, that. Yeah. okay. So, like that's the other thing is like, but it's not. We moved past that. Okay. Be, well, I know he's not as in our face technically, but um, actually, you bring up a good point because Otto was funny for the moments he had, but then they had to bring it back. They bring him back, and they had to know? bring like a female one. It was like, yeah, okay. That that part. <laughs> right yes. there that is something that i'm like yep didn't need that didn't I, need wh- that why did they have to take off in the plane yeah why did they have to do that it's not that part's not funny to me no um but it does it does end it where it's just like you know like the ridiculousness of it is like what else could happen uh, well Otto's gonna take over and, yeah. just, and just fly away Otto. you know yeah i actually just got that Otto. isn't that fun <laughs> autopilot i actually literally just got that <laughs> oh michael <Zucker. laughs> zaz will do that for you huh? i'm not very you know i'm the least smart person here uh <laughs> my favorite verbiage of what you said in this is uh thanks to kramer's en- endless streaming of advice stream of advice <laughs> endless. and yeah and he's just the fact that he's still talking yes on the back, he's like it's like striker i just want you to know there's a lot of men down here including myself we want to buy you a beer I got to tell you, I didn't think you had it in you, but you went on and you did it. You persevered. And then he starts talking about himself. He's like, I don't know what it was all about. He's like, you know what? Forget that. Scratch that. Anyways, he's still going on. Dude, I think he's one of the best performances in this because I think, uh, uh, what's his, Strucker or Stucker does something in the background or something ridiculous. Like everyone notices and everyone looks back. He's like. Anyway, (laughs) what you're going to want to do. Like, I love those kinds of performances. He is rock solid on that, uh, like, like in in bringing him down. Yes. Rock solid. Looking past the camera, basically. He's like, all right, now you're going to want to back that off. For God's sake, Striker, you're coming in too hot. You're coming in too hot. You're going to have to bring it up. You've got to back it off. And then, like... Lloyd Bridgers goes out the window, and everyone's like, "Huh?" That's, <laughs> that's like, the one. Yes, I'm telling you, you got it. <laughs> well, okay. So to make this to make this a point too, we're like, I'm sure these actors were excited to do this movie because yeah. they've done so many of these movies that aren't that are dead serious. Yeah, and take them in. They probably see some comedy in it and be like, "Really, the guy knows." Uh, the air traffic control guy that really that's pretty convenient you know yeah like like the scripts they're reading are probably pretty uh mundane and and just like there's a plethora of them and to do this and to be like i'm i want to make fun of the the whatever work that i just did you know because i've done so many of them it's got to be pretty refreshing and they fucking kill it yeah yeah i mean i think i think inside of what you're saying right there is exactly why they can kill this role Mm -hmm. and this movie is because they know the serious version of this so well that they can come in and just make it a satire yeah like that you know you're gonna say something and we're literally the zucker zazz team it like the the epitome of their movies is literally oh the shit's really gonna hit the fan cut shit hits the fan fan. that is the epitome of 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 this team and and it's it's brilliant because they they take these actors and they say no I want you to do what you always do 
I want you. I, no, I want you to be serious. Just say these lines. Just say this line and deliver it in a dramatic way. Yeah. That's what I need you to do. No, don't laugh at it. Don't laugh at this. This is serious. I need you to be serious in this line delivery. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And they're making them yeah, deliver. That's pretty awesome. Deliver. Don't call me Shirley seriously. Yep. <laughs> that's what <laughs> they're doing. And that is the brilliance of it is having these two hard, different, juxtaposed forces of these awesome actors and actresses and the, the direction of, of Zaz mash them together. And now you have brilliance. So good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Last guy I want to talk about though, is I was mind blown to see that Jonathan Banks was Gunderson an air, air traffic controller at the end. Jonathan Banks is the guy that from breaking bad, um, better oh, call my. Saul. Yes. Uh, if he's what's his name in better call Saul breaking uh, bad, uh, Michael or, uh, Mike. Mike, just Mike. He, you know, old man Mike in Breaking Bad, the bald oh, old guy. You gonna, you gonna have to do with that? Like he in was, the wheelchair? Not in the no, wheelchair. no, no, no. The the like the the tough guy, like mafia type yeah. guy that can enforcer, enforcer. Oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe. I will, I will show you a photo of him. He yeah, is yeah. he is a hair full hair do man in this movie. He's the guy that's they're playing like basketball on the Atari basketball on the computer. Oh, okay. And he goes, he's. Six six twenty five six twenty. No, he's stabilized. He's gone up. He's gone up. No, he's back down again. Unbelievable. Once you see it, you're like, holy shit, that is awesome. Awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. I love that. All right, everybody. So we have dissected this movie with a modern eye. It is time to give it a modern day rating so we can fully wipe away that nostalgic score. AJ, tell us what you thought about this movie, modern day. Give us a modern day rating. I think um, I think that this movie is is absolutely brilliant as far as genuine comedies go in the world and like satire spoof comedies i think it is a godfather movie i think it ranks inside of what you would consider a godfather movie you know meets the criteria if you will like i don't even know that 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 zaz can recreate what they did here i think it was lightning in a bottle for this movie and and it was the sheer want and need to be able to do something based on their source material that they took every single joke that they could and decided to throw it in with a cast that was meant to be doing a soap opera version of this movie. And um, when you take all those things and you put them together, like even even the other movies that I revere, like Hot Shots um, from from the Zucker brothers, right? And, and, and Jim Abrams, those, even those don't even can't even really stand up to this you know because of how quick and how fast and how how wholeheartedly i don't know the right way to say it how wholeheartedly aware they are of making you unaware of the jokes they do not draw attention to their jokes they want you to get them if you don't fine you'll get the next one there is something like so genuine in that artistic style of comedy that uh, i hold very dear to my heart and airplane does this um, in spades. So, um, I think that the movie is is a lightning in the bottle in a bo- in a bottle of comedy. I, I really do. I don't know that it can be recreated, and they've tried a million times, and everybody falls flat on their face. If you've tried to make this movie any time after uh, twenty fifteen, so just gonna say that. I am going to give this movie um, might be it might be the best comedy that we have reviewed, guys. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. So. I think I have to give this. I don't know if I'm getting there. Actually, I think I've got to give this a nine point four. That's what you gave Dumb and Dumber. 
So yes. 9.45. 9.45. <laughs> wow. Yep. Sean, what about you, man? Uh, yeah, I I just think that this is uh, a extremely smart comedy. I think that the casting is one of the m- most brilliant casted movies, especially if you're talking about comedy-wise uh, ever. And this is the birth of a comedy legend, man, Leslie Nielsen. It's It, it can't be understated how much of an impact he has had, especially, I mean, like personally, um, and then uh, of the zeitgeist of any comedies ever made, I think. Uh, like, for him to do something like Creepshow, too, is fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. Um, I think that the the laughs per minute are insane, but I also think that it's, I love that it's, that it's the fact of these three idiots getting together in a room and writing something that they think is funny, and, it, and you can kind of tell in some jokes where it's just like, I don't really get it, but I can tell that you guys liked it. And and for that reason, I find it funny. And I think that's a lot of uh, um, What Hot American Summer. Mm. I, think that, I, I think that's the reason I love that movie. Um, yeah, I agree with AJ. This thing is one of the best comedies we've ever uh, done. Uh, I'm going to give this a 8.35. 8.35. Eight point three five for Sean. So I had to kind of look back. You guys, you guys have hit everything on the head. I, it's it's brilliant. It's genius. It's definitely one of the funniest movies we've ever done. It's it's an important movie, I think, in comedy history to to get us to where we're going. There are some things that that uh, don't work for me. That I, I don't think. I don't think a spoof parody movie can be like my most favorite movie. You know, mm, like sure. I, I don't think that can be my funniest movie. That's not generally my kind of like favorite comedy, but it's so darn good. I, I have to rate it slightly. I, I, I feel like it's a similar movie like Blazing Saddles and Airplane, mm-hmm. even though it's not. They're kind of the same. I got to give it just below what I gave Blazing Saddles if I have to look at it from that. So I'm going to go an 8.14. Nice. We got to go to Starling. So remember, Starling has not seen this. He said, as the movie opens, I thought it was genius to have the wing of a plane act as the fin from Jaws. It got me excited, and I knew that the 40-plus years wait was worth it. But does it seem right that Airplane is closer in time to movies like Rear Window and Ben-Hur than 2023? (laughs) It doesn't feel like a 43-year-old movie to me, but I think that time distortion could be single-handedly due to Leslie Nielsen's agelessness. As the movie starts, I immediately notice one one of my favorite movie moms from Just Friends. She's looking good in 1980 and has that genuinely honest demeanor here as well. Fan theory. Ted Stryker is flying from L.A. He's a very good-looking and father-to-son with the flight attendant before this movie takes place, but they ultimately break up, confirmed by Airplane 2, and she had a second son with a different father. The eldest son is Ryan Reynolds. This explains two (laughs) questions I always have when watching Just Friends. How do these two brothers look nothing alike, and how did a chubby kid from New Jersey just pick up and move to L.A. to become a handsome record exec? Answer, he moved there to stay with his well-connected dad. P.S. I am a fan. This is my theory. Written in stone. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, the setup of this movie is the most exciting part for me. One third of the movie in, and Ted is the lead, but not the main attraction. The flashbacks weren't very funny to me, but the scene with the African tribe, did anyone else, anyone else immediately think about Ace Ventura 2? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but two thirds of the film, Ted finally starts uh, to pilot the plane. I found my, I find, found myself bored and starting, starting to look at my phone a lot, wondering how this movie was such a hit. The movie 
wraps and I'm genuinely not sure what I just saw. In the middle of the movie, we completely start to focus on Dr. Rumack, who was far more interesting. Surely I've missed something. <laughs> so out of respect for the podcast and all the people on the internet who seem to love this movie, I told myself I had to watch it again, this time with no whiskey. The outcome wasn't any different for me. What works best are the inappropriate jokes. Jive talking with June Cleaver, light reading of Jewish athletes. <laughs> Such a Mel Brooks type joke, and a woman is just happy that if she that if she dies on a plane, at least she was married. I loved watching a little girl's IV bag detach, and autopilot is both the prop I want and most lovable faced character. Nice. Other than that, I just had this impression that every joke a writer thought was funny was crammed into this movie somehow. I'm sure if I told someone there was a scene of the Mayo Clinic and a doctor answering the phone in front of a hundred vats of mayonnaise, it may sound funny, but that's a Family Guy level flashback, not worthy a whole scene that really never pays off later. I won't besmirch my childhood and the hours of unsolved mysteries I watched by speaking ill will of Robert Stack, but Leslie Nielsen in the control room could have been way more interesting. Mm. We have scenes upon scenes of bunch of old white guys born in the 1920s plus one stereotypical gay guy. To his credit, Johnny landed every joke and made the most of those scenes. Every now when I think of this movie, I am skimming, or sorry, even now when I think of this movie, I am skimming off the best jokes. It just sounds funnier than it really is. If this movie is a 9 or 10 for you, I can respect that any movie can be someone's favorite. The way I see it, the way I see is when I was a kid, I loved Golden Corral. My dad still does. Once I had a taste of real steakhouse ribeye, my tastes evolved for the better. If this flick is your jam, enjoy it, but I have some dry-aged, dazed and confused, marinated Big Lebowski, and seared Dumb and Dumber I want to show you. <laughs> this is a five for me. Oh, wow. So, I, you know, and, that's, and that is the best part about what we do here is, like, he, he nailed it. He's like, I thought this. You think that I respect? I respect what you have to say. The, that could yeah. have been a IMDb review of someone just like it's a five. Uh, you know, it just uh, it's, it's just gross. I like, but you've explained. I didn't I totally, age well. I, I totally get where you're coming from, Starling. I understand yeah. it, but no. we we all seem to very much disagree with many of the things you say. But For we sure. understand. Whatever. So you know, AJ. I felt like AJ went really high on that, and Starling brought us down. So we are at a seven point seven four is wow. where this is going to land. Like right at. IMDb level. Right? Oh so 7.74 is actually going to carve out its own spot. Maybe. Let's find out. I was on AJ's ratings. 7.74. 7.74 is number 59 of any movie we've done that is just, just below Major League, just above <sighs> Clue. What the fuck is going on <clears> with Major should be League, a, dude? It should be above Major League. 100 percent. It should well, be above major league. I'm just well, it's it's really Starling's fault if you think about it. I mean, we just said a lot of nice things about him, but really at this point, we should probably kick uh, him off. I'm just, <laughs> Starling, I'm blaming you. You know, you I feel like you and I'm not I'm not trying to sway your You boat. don't like airplanes, Starling? We don't we don't get a chance to we've we never seen the Godfather. What do you know about movies? <laughs> we don't sway our executive producers. We let them give us their input. Yeah. But since we really don't get much opportunity to talk to you other than maybe in like the discord i would say it felt like you had more positive things to say about that movie than you did negative and i'm surprised that you landed at a straight five that's all i have to say okay it is and sometimes and it comes down to a vibe sometimes it comes down to that. internal thoughts as, as you guys have just heard from monday's uh, brunch episode we were allowed to go back and make some changes so this might have to be one we look at really strongly <laughs> yeah uh, let's let's give starling a year okay we'll give we'll watch this again we'll my man time yeah well, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks for being here. Tune in next week. We are doing Field of Dreams from the Field of Dreams house in Iowa. 
It's going to be freaking awesome after having a catch and crying. Uh, and then we're going to follow that up with another Western. We're going Young Guns, boys Again. and girls. All right. And if you're new to the podcast, go back this time last year, Raising Arizona. Great episode. There you go, Great AJ. episode. Hit it up. Not bad, I suppose. It was an okay movie, but you know what else is okay? The fact that you were listening this entire time with us. Yay! Hanging out with us and having a good old time. Uh, we really do appreciate you guys listening. We really appreciate it. If you hit us up on the social medias, uh, just search for Confused Breakfast, guys. At Confused Breakfast anywhere on social media. Check us out on YouTube because YouTube's a fun place where we make hand jokes and you know do things with our hands with each other involved and even some feet. Uh, so make sure you guys check us out on YouTube. And last but not least, leave us a five-star review. Leave us a review. Uh, Apple Podcasts on Spotify. Check it out. Leave us a review. Write us a review. We love to read them. Go to ConfusedBreakfast.com and check out our merch. You can get some shirts. You can get some buttons. You can get some koosies. Uh, I think you can get your own blow-up dolls there. Uh, yep. I think you can get into like our likeness and, and blow-up yep. dolls, but yep. they are... Sexy ones. Uh, you can go to confusedbreakfast.com and see all the ratings we've ever done of all the movies we've ever done. Um, Raising Arizona, you know, that was a, that was last year or a couple years ago. You can see how Mike and I highly rated that and AJ thought it was a movie. Thought it was a movie. Uh, so go there. I love you. Bye. A couple ways to support us. One, directly go support our sponsors. Episode of the day today, we had Rocket Money. We had DraftKings Sportsbook. Support them. They're supporting us. And think about joining us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash ConfusedBreak because that's where you can be a sponsor of the show and get a ton of stuff. We are produced by Upload Media Group in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. We got Crag on the control. Group.com And we are part of the Cloud 10 iHeart Podcast Network. Learn more at Cloud10.com. Fum. FM. FM. Fum. Got it. Over. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.